Exactly. Like you were saying, there's really no comparison to how it was to see electricity. Like it's, it would have, we have to like discover like a new thing like that, which we just haven't. It's just such a crazy. Well, the thing, thing is like, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Like I'm, I'm trying like to, it. I've been, I, I've still been thinking about it. I'm like airplane. No. Yeah. Like, the analogy just isn't there. It's, a, it's, it's like discovering a new, fo- it's like, I'd say it's like discovering fire part two. It's like yeah, fire it's part again. Two. And, and it's, it's really the second industrial revolution because the first one was based off of, um, fossil fuels, steam powered kind of shit. And like what you think of industry as like metal and yes, steam, metallurgy, and oil and yeah, gas, textiles, and like textiles, right. bingo, bango. And then the second one came with electricity and light. Yeah. You bring the industrial revolution into your house. That's what electricity yes. can do for you. Yes. Exactly. You're plugged in, which is a new phrase for 1890. Plugged in. What does that mean? Plugged in. Is it yeah. an, you're plugging water in a water wheel? No, no, no. It's electricity, my friend. Yeah. It's wild. It's totally crazy. It's like the craziest thing ever. And this this changed the world in a way that nothing else has. Electricity, fucking wild. It's insane. To so, the point where we just couldn't even imagine a world without it. It's just this. The power goes out for five seconds and you're like, what the fuck is the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It only goes out in your street, but you're still like, right, it's caveman times. It's immediately caveman. I don't know what to do now. I don't know, read a book with a lighter. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, seriously. If the power goes out, let's say five times a year on average. And, um, and uh, it's confusing. Uh, the only options to pour yourself a glass of something and... Well, obviously, immediately panic and then start drinking is the only thing you can do. <laughs> There's yeah. really no way around it. No, that's the way. That is the way. Have to. The truth and the light. So <laughs> good. You remember your your Catholic upbringing. <laughs> Talking about Christ here, folks. Yep. Jesus uh, <laughs> now you gotta cut that out to make it our intro. Absolutely. All right. Welcome to the basement. It's Dylan and Joe here for our 29th episode of the Dylan and Joe basement podcast and today we want to share excitement with you for another guy who you're probably not surprised on the list of uh people we've been thinking about for a while and and joe has he come up on podcasts before because i think he has absolutely we've mentioned his name in the past and like so many topics we do on the podcast it's only a matter of time before we dive into it i mean when we thought of the idea earlier last week it was like it's a no-brainer we got to do it eventually yeah it's got to be done. And he's mm-hmm. added to our list of uh, another guy who's a college dropout, right? <laughs> another dropout. You've another dropout. Coming in. Coming in hot. We've got Nikola Tesla live from the basement. Not in person, though, because I'm at an undisclosed location for a lot of reasons. Joe is definitely at an undisclosed location mm-hmm. and uh, we couldn't make it have work out a couple states away and uh, it is what it is 
Yeah, I thought I had my background be the dazzling, uh, one of his great inventions that still leads with us to this day. And it's named after him, the Tesla coil, that electricity zapping out of it behind you there, which is one of his many, many inventions that we still use today. Uh, and it's still a major part of science. But this guy is kind of a mythical figure in science because unlike a lot of his predecessors, he's not usually taught in school about a lot of what he does. And there's a lot of... Uh, cloudiness between a myth and legend and facts about what he actually discovered and what was maybe not looked into enough and what happened with his life and the guy's just so fascinating there's so much in there it just felt like it was right for the dylan and joe basement podcast so let's talk about it definitely and uh and we're not going to hide there's some potential conspiracies as well absolutely which is always a great part of the pod too yep undisclosed things hidden things stolen things weird things all that Mm -hmm. stuff so and hard facts and facts yeah and definitely some facts like some genuinely hard science on the scientist um engineer yeah inventor so yeah inventor everything uh and every at the moment we're all using technology this guy created so um and in a war between other scientists because you cannot we're not going to get there yet because we'll get there but you cannot have tesla Nikola Tesla without a mm-hmm. whole handful of other people on, on the oh, same. Oh yeah, there, there's so, a there's a yin to his yang as it were. Oh yeah, we'd be remiss to not always mention it. Yep. So I wanted to do a Dylan Reed style tease before we get started, which is something that this person has supposed to say. I couldn't find an actual source for it, but I saw so many people quote it that I figured that it's more than likely he didn't. If he didn't, how interesting. This quote is from Albert Einstein, which is probably the one of the greatest scientists of the 20, 20th century as well as Tesla is. And someone once asked Albert Einstein, are, uh, are you the smartest person in the world? And he goes, I'm not sure. You should go ask Nikola Tesla that. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. That Albert Einstein, the greatest minds of our time, when they asked him if he's the smartest man in the world, he thought, oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to say that. You should ask Nikola Tesla. You know, I thought that was interesting. That's an insane quote. I didn't hear that one, but that's yeah. great. Yep, love that. Love those good quotes. So from Did there, we're say- going to episode starts uh july 10th 1856 in croatia or serbia or whatever right yeah so it's it's in croatia <laughs> of the modern day but at the time it was yeah. actually austria back when austrian empire was a major world power that hasn't happened for a long time but austria used to be one of the bigger names in the world kind of at the same time when the netherlands was still a huge deal and now they seem like a footnote of history but these countries used to be major power players in the world that could rival any other nation in europe and in the world it's crazy Austria used to be a big fucking deal. Now it's mostly famous for Arnold Schwarzenegger and people who spelled Australia wrong. That's very true. Um, Joe, if you're born in July, uh, what's your zodiac sign? Do you know? 
Uh, it's not Leo because mine's in August and it's slightly after that. I want to say, and, and I'm a Capricorn. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll let some of our listeners who are, uh, you know, into that shit uh, comment at the bottom. Let us know what he is because it'll help us peg him. For sure. Well, interesting enough, he was born, uh, as the legend says, during a lightning storm on the midnight of, of that uh, that morning, July 10th. And his, his mother said he'll be a child of light. Again, not sure if that quote is more of legend or more of a fact, but it's interesting enough that he was born during a lightning storm. It seems pretty apt for his life, as it were. That is really, really true. And um, like the the fact that it just is so suiting for him to be born in a lightning storm, I can't think of yeah. anyone else who has any, there's no children's books that say that. I mean, that's pretty cool. But that's like if you were fitting. born during a pussy storm. <laughs> Gross. Ew. So uh, besides the pussy storm, um, so I brought up his zodiac sign for a reason. Okay. It's important, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm open ears and closing my If he was born a different day off, he might not have been the same person. And that's, you know, that just mm-hmm. kidding. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really all <laughs> over that. That's exactly. even less important than him being born during a lightning storm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about the lightning storm and changes in pressure or whatever it is. Uh, uh, what how sign close of Aquarius was, is what how close was Mars to, to him when he was, born. yeah. Was Mercury or wasn't it in retrograde when he was born? This you is know what? Retrograde. I can't remember that far back. 1856 past my time for knowing when Mercury was in retrograde or not for Saturn. Luckily for us, amazing. there's a chart of, you know, astrological happenings and astronomy all the way back then. You could actually look up online right now the exact location of all the constellations and planets that very day. You got to yeah. love that about science. They really write the shit down and they lock you it You can, down. but I don't know if the, the, the girls who do the birth charts uh, and guys, um, I don't right. know if we'd have to hire them to do it for Nikola Tesla because, which I'm not sure if that's ever been done before. I don't know. I, I it must've, it must've been done. I'm sure it's on most major figures in history there you're like well actually uh let me go get on tiktok if you look into it benito mussolini was a total sag if you look at him (laughs) yeah exactly and uh hitler was an aries i think right makes sense it makes sense trust me any of you capricorns out there you might as well uh, tell me his favorite smurf it matters not at all but i don't like aries killer was an aries i think and it's just it's Mm, the god of war being the april 20th aries some people I know who are Aries I didn't get along with. It makes perfect sense. Mars was his sun sign, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Sure Anyways, it was. let's get off so this fucking mumbo jumbo pseudoscience so everybody, We're talking about everybody, one of the greatest scientists of all time. We're going into it limping in with astrology. I can't believe you. Yeah, we are for a reason, though. There's a reason. I'm doing this for a reason. Not for any jokes. I'm not joking around here. This isn't joking. funny. This isn't funny. He's the grandson of Serbian Orthodox priests. Did you know that? I did because of the fact that one of his uh, life goals as a child was to follow in his father's footstep, footsteps rather, and, and become a priest himself. Not a whole lot of uh, options for kids born in um, modern day Croatia at the time. One of the best things you could do besides being a farm laborer was to become a priest and his father was already a priest. Why not follow in your father's footsteps to become one of those guys? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why I have grandson if why wouldn't they just say father and say he's also the grandson either way no problem probably both well it's probably both so exactly that so um so 
Nikola Tesla did have a connection to uh, other things too, which is why I mentioned the Zodiac crap. Um, uh, so what happened was it started when he was seven, seven years old. So um, uh, 1863, he was seven and mm. he, uh, his brother died of like being on like some horse accident. Um, and then after that, he started uh, deciding he was a mystic. Did you pick up on this part? It's kind of interesting. So he, um, no, yeah, he uh, tapped into his mystic abilities, which obviously, if your parents are priests, like our friend Rasputin, you know, kind of going down that road of things, this could have right. gone dark for a Tesla if he just honed in that that more. But later yeah. in life, he did actually. Uh, we'll get to that. But um, but there was a little phase where he um, uh, he started seeing tongues of living flame and being connected to the otherworldly thing before he started really, really being connected with engineering and principles really? of science. Yeah. And uh, again, at the end, I'll, I'll, I'll tie this all together. Don't let me forget oh, I won't. why I said that. But he was already connected spiritually to something else before he even got off the ground. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So plowing ahead, though, he didn't actually decide to be a priest, as we obviously know from all of his experiences going forward. He decided he wanted to become an electrical engineer, which was one of the newest jobs in town. I guess it would kind of be like being a uh, computer programmer nowadays. It's a new type of science that most people wouldn't understand mm -hmm. getting into. More like being a computer programmer in 1998. I mean, it's super new stuff. Electricity on a broad scale and engineering was a super new topic when he was born in 1856. I mean, it only started being used in cities, you know, 10 to 15 years later, uh, this is super new thing. And he said he wanted to go into it. That seems to be his um, particular field that he wanted to go into. So what are you going to do if you want to learn about electrical engineering? You got to go to school for it. You can't learn that at home. You can't look at the stars and figure it out. That's right. So, uh, so where do you go to school? He went to school in Graz, which is one of the uh, cities in Austria at the time. I guess it would be in modern day Croatia as well. I didn't look at that fact of it though. But it's another thing about the past uh, with all these great men and women that we found out about is that you got to have money. I mean, it's, it's somehow it's true today too, but less so. Uh, if you were broke as a joke and your family had no money, there's no chance of you going to university no matter who you are. It's a lot of examples of this, whether it's people like uh, Tesla or other great inventors or people like Friedrich Nietzsche, they had the money and the time to become these great thinkers and great philosophers, engineers, inventors. And luckily for Tesla, his family wasn't insanely wealthy, but he had enough benefactors in order for him to be funded to go to school, which most people at the time had no chance of doing that, no matter how smart they were and no matter how interested they were in these things. I mean, it, it makes me think about how many great inventors and minds we would have lost in history that just ended up plowing fields and they were fucking geniuses. They just never had the chance to go to school and learn more than that. Um, you really have to stick out to do that. And, and luckily for Tesla, he did have enough funds to go to school and start to yeah. studying engineering. Yeah, or digging holes. Yeah, he'll get there too in the future. <laughs> So yeah, he goes to school in uh, Graz and they say that, or at least his professor says, he wrote back that he worked his ass off. He was working from 3 a.m. to 11 p.m. every single day, no days off, basically working himself into an early grave, uh, just addicted to his work, which will be a lifelong pursuit for him, which obviously adds a lot to his intellect and his inventions, but it just works so much. He has no time for friends or taking a break and he's working his ass off forever. So you figure... 
he's going to make it here fast track to graduation. It's going to be all good, but he doesn't exactly do that, does he? Yeah, he gets tripped up a little bit there in Kraus. And he actually ends up not finishing his degree, he drops out of university, which people, his whole family's paid for him to go there. And he's a, intentionally smart, but he doesn't make it. Yeah, and, and uh, this leads to, uh, to Edison, right? Oh, yeah, I got a couple of steps in between there and now. I'll okay. blast through it real quick so we can get yeah, to Edison. Yeah, so listen to those steps. The that, uh, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other steps is that one of the reasons why he stops uh, or he drops out of school is that he's failing out of his classes. He has a lot of panic attacks. And as a lot of people who are geniuses, they have all these intricacies and odd personality quirks. But also he starts becoming addicted to card games and gambling. He's going to the local bars and playing cards all day. And he's trying to completely separate himself from these things. So he ends up dropping out of school. And for multiple years, no one knows what happened to him. His family has no idea what's happening to him. They think he's still in school. His friends think he's dead. His friends think he drowned in the river next to Graz. No one's heard from him. And I think it's mostly because he was kind of ashamed of himself for dropping out after they're pinning his hopes in on him. And they knew how smart he was, but he's trying to play cards and, you know, just kind of overall being inside his own head, very neurotic at that time. And he was having a hard time having panic attacks and all kinds of stuff. And at that point, it would I wouldn't have blamed him if he just kind of ducked out of the whole thing, but he decided to become... Uh, a draftsman which is an engineer like drawing up plans and he moves to Slovenia to do that and that's what kind of gets him on the right track and that's when his family finds out oh man he's not even in school anymore he's now he's just working without his degree um, making money and being basically a pencil pusher which is what he doesn't want to be one of the things that's huge in Tesla's mind is that he wants to invent great things and blaze his own trail and even though he's completely capable of it, the last thing he wants to do is follow in the footsteps of a bunch of other guys who already made shit. And he's just drawing up plans to do the same thing over and over again. And it drives this him is, nuts. Uh, yeah, not to interrupt you too much, but this no, is like the, this is the path of most engineers. They all either do it because they're analytical or they do it because they really want to change the world or invent things. And then they find themselves getting stuck up with, um, you know, getting a good paycheck off the bat, but still then just, you know, not using that curiosity that they went there with mm -hmm. once they falling got into the, the line. Deep of it. Yeah. 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 Falling into the line. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're just working out, you're drafting boring stuff, doing boring things, calculating yeah. boring frequencies and reverberations Absolutely. of helicopter blades or whatever you decide, get assigned to. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And it takes, you know, takes someone like Elon Musk to be able to break out of that these days. Yeah, it really does. It's a good example. Like, and cause there's so many later. of them, but he, yeah, even back then, he found himself a brilliant mind. Um, clearly somebody who has, um, you know, uh, dropping out of school can be like a really big sign of something like OCD, which a lot of, like, not the OCD people know of. Like, it's way different than what we thought it was 30 years ago. It's You're it's right. scatter-minded in a way that is, like, you know, obsessive and, mm -hmm. uh, and completely debilitating. So someone like him who's wicked smart is obviously probably had a, was a little depressed had a lot, a lot of problems yes. and was overwhelmed with like this crap that he already knows and just has to do it for the sake of society and getting it whatever it is um i get it i get it so but he yeah found himself being do, doing you know drafting uh you know pieces to something in slovenia and and, and here we are yeah you know, that's exactly 20s. the point just like what you said it's like there's a very fine line between being a, like an outside the box thinker and a genius and then being just not capable of fitting in line or mm -hmm. people who have 
you know, analytical minds that work right, it's fine. You can just step in line and get paid for doing what you want to do, but he's never had that in his future. So his uncles that have been his benefactors find out that he's, you know, stuck there doing that. They go, why don't you go to school more finish it up? He ends up going to go to school in Prague or Prague in the Czech Republic. And when he shows up there, he doesn't know Greek or Czech. So they don't let him enter the school. Now he's stuck again. Then he moves to Budapest, Hungary. He gets another job there. And that's where he becomes the Tesla we know today. He starts working for the Budapest telephone company. And they realize pretty quickly this guy isn't just the run of the mill draftsman writing up calculations. This guy's got better ideas. He ends up getting promoted to being the chief electrician of the entire company because this guy's thinking outside the box. And on a walk in the park, one of the days in Budapest, when he's trying to clear his mind of all those intrusive thoughts and his neuroticism, he thinks of the idea of a rotating uh, circle to be able to have a constant energy display going out. And that's when he comes up with the idea in his head, which we'll find in his future. Mm -hmm. He does have a particular talent, not just for engineering, but for being able to visualize things without having to actually see them. So he has this talent that he can see engineering, drafting and designs in his head before he actually has to write them down, which is a great aspect before computers. Now you can just draw it all up on a PC real quick, but at the time, get to sketch it out and this whole thing. He comes up on a walk, the idea for the alternating current induction engine, which is his crowning jewel and makes him who he is today. So when he comes up with this idea, he realizes how important it is. And people struck it off of, there's no way to make an AC engine that actually works. It doesn't happen. It's, it's a perpetual motion machine. It's a dream. It's a bullshit fantasy. And no one will build it. He has this idea. He knows it's going to work. He has it all figured out. And no one's going to build it in Europe. He goes to Paris. He goes all other parts of Hungary and uh, Austria. They won't do it. But he does know of one particularly famous inventor that might be into it. Because in a, a couple of years back, he just revolutionized the world. He made the first incandescent light bulb that began to light the entire world. And this guy is rich. He's got great ideas. And he's an idol of Nikola Tesla's. And that's when he writes to Thomas Edison which brings us to the saga where Edison says, sure, man, coming out to America. Electricity is going wild over here. We could use a mind like you out here. Come on out. And before we do that, let's talk for 10 seconds about why this is so important. What? Why the need for AC. So we have, so the- We have to talk AC and DC if we're going to keep talking about Tesla. I know yeah, it we gotta kind get of this monotonous, down. but it is important to the subject. Yeah, we got to get this out of the way. Cause again, like I learned a lot, you know, researching this too. And um, so you have direct current and alternating current. So DC direct current was the standard since, you know, electricity became a thing. Yeah. And um, that is what uh, Edison hitched his wagon to. That's the way of the future. We're building power stations and we're powering the world for DC. That's the way to go. Yep. We're going for it. Yeah. DC, uh, an example for DC would be something like your cell phone. Like it's, uh, not alternating it's not going back and forth like this like that's yeah. alternating direct the power only one. goes one way so you can't change the the voltage of the power it's just going one way through it yeah. so in order mm -hmm. to keep it running in the way we picture you'd have to have a power station every mile or yep. so to keep exactly through so through through. the whole thing with dc is back then it was it was inefficient we think of electricity like lightning and it just seems like it's never ending like light it's not it loses it loses, uh, so you have voltage and amps. It, it loses like all that over distance. Yeah. And it requires an, a massive amount of heat. There's a heat exchange going on. So even mm -hmm. in your transformer or your, yeah, your transformer, 
um, there's always a power loss, like a net uh, power loss through every single, through, through distance. AC happens to have way less than DC. So mm -hmm. there's a need to have long distance power um, that is more efficient. And you, you, again, I didn't quite understand that that was the problem that they were trying to solve, that Edison knew was an issue, that we can't have power running across the country like in a, a very well, an efficient way because it's just like you said, you have to revamp that power some way at power stations or whatever it is. And the way that more case, power stations than houses in that case, you have to build yep. one every mile across the entire country, never mind back and forth between cities. It was insane. But it's there was the only game in town and Edison had the ticket to the theme park. So why would, I mean, this is what we're going with. I figured it out how to do it. Direct current. Here's the future. And he's already making a ton of money off it. And uh, he's committed to this thing. Yeah. As you said, though, it's kind of like picture uh, having a train and you push it with your hand. Although there's not a lot of resistance in a train track, eventually the friction and the amount of energy and the air resistance runs it down and it slows down. That's kind of like what happens with currents. You have to keep pushing it more and more and more but if you have an alternating current you have the ability to have the go much greater distances like a subway greater so distances and the, the, the cool thing about 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 uh tesla versus edison and we'll get to what this all started is that he um power stations now across the globe have so you know you have you see those like giant power lines everybody sees them they're they're you know they're that's where it all starts and then mm -hmm. from there, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So to get to your house, there's different series and levels of transformers that reduce the power into your house. Whereas right. Edison, the opposite of what Edison wanted, was was doing at the time. Yeah. You know? they're, like, yeah, they're, they're scaling it down before it gets into your yeah. house. And then Edison would yeah. have to be keep increasing it more and more, like keep pushing it, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, there's no way to really throttle it because you're just putting all the juice you can into each individual line, just doing a full charge because you know it's going to run out. Whereas alternating current, like you said, you're actually more interested in scaling it down because you got plenty of power. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Which was not possible before the invention of the AC induction engine, which is what Tesla's idea is. So yeah. he goes to America with this idea thinking, this is great. Thomas Edison is basically the father of electricity. He's lighting up the world. He's going to love this idea. I don't have to use DC current anymore. I have a way to build an AC engine and I have a patent for it. So Edison is obviously going to be thrilled with me. He's my mm -hmm. hero when it comes to electricity. He's yeah. gonna, I'm going to get over there. He's going to say, you know what, Tesla? I like your gumption. Let's build that AC engine right now. I got the money. I got the manpower. And I got the mind to help you out with it. Let's fucking do it. When he finds... When he gets there, Edison is not 100% on board with that idea because it's not his idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it just gets crazier. So, he, he, so from my understanding, he worked for Edison for a bit before this kind of um, totally came to fruition. Um, and yeah, well, when he gets he over to there. America, he's thinking that Edison is already going to be, you know, helping him build this AC engine. But Edison goes, hey, man, I'm going to hire you on. Why don't you move to America? I'm going to have you improve my DC engines I already have. And then, you know, at some point we'll get some money builds up. I'll help you do your idea, but I'm the boss man. So get over here, help me improve my DC engines. And I'll give you $50,000 if you can improve them just to prove how smart you exactly. really are. Yep. He called them dynamos. And he basically said very simply that he would pay $50,000 for improved DC dynamos. Tesla worked night and day. To make these better and sure enough as as we explained comes up with the the ac induction um uh engine 
and uh, and it just well, no, he improved the DC. He he already had the idea for the AC, and and Tesla said, "Improve my DC, then we'll see if we can do the AC later." So he improves the DC dynamos. He actually goes, "I'll already fix." Basically, like I have a gas-powered car, give me more mileage. And he goes, "I have an electric car." And he goes, "All right, well, I improved your mileage in your gas-powered car." And he goes, "Okay." Like he just, it was improving the DC that was already there, but he's like, don't forget, I have my idea. And he goes, hey, yeah, yeah, your idea, your idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now that the DC is better, there you go. Thank you. But he did it. And you know this, he, he improved it. And mm -hmm. then he, um, again, I, I'm contradicting myself a little bit because I thought that he kind of, this is when he introduced the AC, but I guess he already knew about it. But he, he had the, the dynamos and Edison said, Edison's thing was pretty transparent that we'll give you, we'll give whoever does this, whether you are fucking Mickey Mouse, uh, $50,000 <laughs> back in the early 1900s. Can you imagine which, how much money that is in the 1900s? This is like five, this is, I don't even know. <laughs> it's I a lot of money now. It. It's, a, it's a ton of no, money I know, now. but back then it's, 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 I don't want to say it's a million dollars, but I don't want to say it's not a million dollars. Yeah, Milk was it's, like it's less than a So it's a I don't know. Because he did it, but he's, he, he took this as like motivation. And he's, according to what I read, he spent hours and days for a long time making sure that they're perfect mm -hmm. and then did it, delivered, and Thomas Edison said, he went to go say like, hey, all right, I'll collect my money now. Thanks. I, I, I did it for you. And he said, oh, Nicola, you obviously don't understand American humor. And fuck. Oh, them. you thought I was serious about that, Fries? Yeah. No, 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 no. I was just having, wasn't that a fun exercise on how to learn what you're going to do? He could have taken that money and parlayed that into developing his AC engine that he wanted to make. But instead, Edison said, why don't you go fuck? You're an idiot. And uh, good for you. You, you and thanks for me doing out. this for me. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. Obviously, and I think assuming that he was going to say, oh, okay, you're right, sir. I'm going to keep working for you, obviously. But I think that Tesla realized pretty fast after that occasion that I, this guy was supposed to be some kind of, you know, ingenious inventor and my idol. And this is how he treats me when I actually make his invention better. He won't look at my invention. Hit the bricks, dude. Hit the fucking bricks, Edison. Yeah. This is Edison's. This is your first taste into what Thomas Edison was actually like. Mm -hmm. He was a, a businessman first and an inventor second. And it's crystal Perfectly clear. Perfectly said, once, Dylan. He was yep. a brilliant inventor, but a better businessman. And he took money more seriously than uh, progress, as yep. we'll see. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Tesla and, says, uh, fuck you, I'm man, I'm out. And he never got the money and he stopped working for Edison right then and went off on his own. Yeah, that's the that start a lifelong rivalry between the two of them, which is not, I, can you really call it a rivalry? I, I wouldn't call it a rivalry. I would call it a major corporation hunting down an individual. <laughs> yeah, seems yeah more exactly. Yeah, yeah, literally hunting them down uh, like mm -hmm. you would have turned. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's our first, uh, you know, we mentioned this earlier, but that's the yin and the yang right there. That's, mm -hmm. But I know that's even that's actually a terrible way to describe it because that's everything working in unison. This is the uh, Carol Baskin to uh, Joe Exotic. <laughs> it really is like David and Goliath, though. Every time he slings him and hits him with a rock, Goliath gets back up and looks at his other soldiers and goes, "This fucking, you know, I can't believe this or whatever." It's like it's insane that they, they get beat down by uh, Edison and his it, not only his might financially but his sway i mean this guy edison is a hero to america and he's changing the world and putting america on the map and and he's just an american icon and he has the kind of sway an american icon has and you can't just step in there with a new idea without his good graces i mean it works the same nowadays as it ever did if you don't have his blessing you're not going forward it just isn't going to happen 
You need someone yep. else to step in here who has the same financial ability and hopefully the same ability with lobbying the United States government to get you in there. Yeah. And that takes being noticed. And he can't just post on his Instagram page and say, hey, look at this AC engine. He's going to have to build the thing, which he couldn't get done. He went to America to get it done and Edison won't do it. So now he's going to do it by himself. He's going to get funding and do it himself. Exactly. And just like a lot of the times that we, you know, talked about with clowns and with, you know, things back in the day and um, classic podcasts, all the classic podcasts, you know, it was such a different time. We're talking Mm -hmm. by the time all this happened, it was barely 1900 yet right it was still 1890s wasn't it it wasn't even 1900 yet yeah yeah right. so i'm saying we're talking the, the, the 1890s still 1891 is when he teamed up with westinghouse this is before then um keep in mind he was born in 1850 it wasn't so. even the first world series of baseball yet <laughs> it was so much of a different time so and just also the fact that still most homes in america didn't have electricity yet they still operated on so many other different forms like yeah. whale oil and kerosene and um mm-hmm. uh just candles like this is yeah. a different thing. although These light bulbs already... were becoming more prevalent they were still were barely available even if you had access to buying one you had to have a power grid which didn't exist in the world only the most major cities were building power stations to be able to do this and it was a very new thing yeah. to have happening insanely new and i don't think that there's a comparison in today's day i mean the closest thing you can think of is like cyborgs like with elon musk and Neuralink. that's the closest thing that is that crazy where people are fighting over that while we're here like you know watching tv that is a smart tv you know like right yeah but back then it's it's we're talking the old really the old world like there's no they're pre-industrial well like yeah really like mid-industrial revolution yeah um you know, metal by, by, by scaling metal, not even electricity, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's I don't think there is a comparison. I, I think it's incomparable. No. The idea that they're working on the future of powering not only the country, but the entire globe. I mean, the very fact that we're talking right now has everything to do with this time period. And I'm hard pressed to figure out anything that's close to this comparison besides, I don't know. Yeah. Something like, Oh, we have the wheel and you don't, or we're working on this thing. That's hot new thing called fire. I mean, it's, it's groundbreaking yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like nothing else. I mean, it really is. This is this is pre-airplane, pre pre-everything. So we get that. So mm-hmm. so um so I've got 1890s for is a pretty one of the first biggest breakthroughs post uh Tesla leaving Edison's uh you know light power uh company. Yeah, uh, so after he leaves Edison's company, lucky enough, he, he still has this patent on the AC engine. He's, he's able to procure funding privately for himself, and he builds his own uh, laboratory and engineering station in New York, which mm-hmm. he's now able to finally build this prototype AC induction engine, which he's been trying to build for seven years now. He's had the idea patented for seven years, and he has no able, ability to build it until now. So when he does build the prototype, as he's building it, he's being smart about it. And he's patenting each individual aspect of it, including the power transfer, how you're going to build it, and how you're going to actually have this power distributed across cities and countries. And that's probably one of the smartest business decisions he ever made because we'll see in the future, he doesn't make a whole lot of great business decisions. Unlike Edison, he's more focused on the inventions and the business. And Edison is able to patent all these AC inventions and he does in fact build this ac engine 
and lucky enough for him, he catches the eye of another person who has the amount of sway financially as Edison, and that's George Westinghouse, who comes by to Edison's lab and goes, holy shit, you got something here. This is going to not just rival Edison, this is going to change everything. And I'm going to offer you a million dollars for all of your patents. And I want you on my team. Westinghouse is going to be the electric, electric power generator of the future. That lets it hit the bricks. Let's do it, Tesla. Let's fucking go for it. Yeah. And Tesla's like, all right, man, let's do it. And from here on out, uh, uh, Tesla's, uh, all of his technology was powered by Westinghouse generators. Like they already made, they already had the technology to make electricity to mm-hmm. give it to him because you need generators to, to be able to use a Tesla coil. Um, yeah. So this was a good partnership and this was a, this was a generally good thing. Um, but um, before that, he was funded by JP Morgan. Right, yeah. He was one of the, the was, actual financial backers that gave him the uh, ability to develop the engine before Westinghouse actually could invest in it after he built it, right? Yep, which was, which was potentially his first worst mistake, but also his, is also something that I might do too. So, well, with where his are you first, also gonna get the money? Edison is your number one benefactor, and you just told him to go shit. So, what are you gonna do from there? Well, well, exactly. So he could go to other like venture capitalists and stuff like this to get more money, whatever it is. And he had one guy who said, "I'm gonna give you a ton of money, J.P. Morgan," um, and to to still create- one of the richest human beings to have ever existed on the planet, J.P. Morgan. Yeah, to give you, to I'm gonna give you this money. But as these guys do, they want control. So JP Morgan gave them money for 51% of his company, mm-hmm. which as we know is, is never, if you trust the guy wholeheartedly, and JP Morgan does, wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't like an Edison, but he wasn't, he ended up uh, kind of being, I don't know, I, I, no, outside of this no, story. No. He's I know, terrible. he wasn't, the, uh, there's, he was, they didn't have like the worst thing, but they didn't have a good thing. That's kind of what I'm saying. You mean like, to Tesla. He wasn't a bad guy to Tesla. I can hear that, yeah. Well, he wasn't, I'm saying he was neutral. It wasn't, he, he didn't really do anything that bad, but he also definitely took advantage and also the 51% thing mm-hmm. is a controlling interest in it. You might as well have 90%. If you have 51%, you have 90, yeah. basically. Exactly. So, so the cool thing, so Westinghouse, this was a good relationship. This was a good thing. And like we talked at the beginning, there's, uh, you know, you can't have Tesla without Westinghouse, without Edison. And without some of his financial backers, so um, so the cool thing is, so in 1891, uh, one of the first displays of awesomeness ever happened, and it was Tesla and Westinghouse partnered with General Electric with GE to light up with electricity the uh, World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, and yeah, they installed and- AC generators to do this, and what it in Following that um, came uh, creating, making Niagara Falls the first um, like modern uh, power station. But imagine this, imagine yeah. you're at the Chicago, it's essentially the World's Fair, but different. I don't even know what this is, but it's- No, it, it is the World's Fair. You're talking about the World's Fair. Oh, okay, all right. Cause it says it's the World Columbian Exposition. Is yeah, that that's just World? another name for the World's Fair in Chicago. Oh, uh, okay, all right. I was kind of nervous. I was like, I think no, it sounds no, yeah, like the World's right. Fair. But, um, but yeah, like the world, it's, massively incredible where most people still have candlelight and they go to a, like a, a sort yes. of a people are still outdoor indoor stadium thing. And it's all elect- it's lit by electricity. And you go, God damn, this is insane. I'm just some dude. It must have been unbelievable. To Holy say shit. I mean, that yeah. is absolutely insane. The world changed forever that day. And no one's talking about it except for us. 
<laughs> yeah, more people. That's true. But yeah. I also wanted to mention just before we go forward the Westinghouse that when he did buy the patents off Tesla, he gave them the most insane royalty deal in the history of mankind. If we could look back on it now. At the time, it didn't seem so insane because electricity was so new. He gave them a royalty deal and he gave them stock option or basically an interest in Westinghouse. He gave them bonds. So he's yeah. investing in the company. He gave them $2.50 royalty. So $2.50, not that much. Here's the deal. It's $2.50 at the time, which is a lot more than it is now, per horsepower generated by the AC induction engine. So every time they produce a horsepower electricity, Tesla was be owed $2.50. Can you imagine how much money that would be now if you owned $2.50, not even count inflation, just, just regular $2.50 right now, for every horsepower generated by an AC engine in the, in the world, or at least in the United States, you would be a trillionaire. You would be the richest man in the world by far. It'd be insane. And Tesla yeah. had that. Tesla was going to be paid every time they produced one fourth power of energy with AC engines for Westinghouse. They had to give him $2.50. So for some time, he was getting a lot of fucking money. And like you said, the World's Fair is a great example of now this is going to be the new way. We're using AC current to light this whole fair. This is the future of electricity. And Tesla had the best royalty deal that I've ever heard in the history of humanity. Now that we know, looking back at the time, it seemed like pretty ambitious and kind of a good thing for him. But looking back now to be able to put a price on every bit of electricity produced in the globe and you get a cut of that. I mean, even, you know, the Rolling Stones can't get that kind of royalty deal every time they play one of their songs. I mean, it's, it's not even close. Madness. It's insane. That's the craziest thing. I mean, that's the first subscription model that ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could be a totally no. different story, uh, not to spoil the future of the story, but I mean, we should have known as Tesla for that degree as being the richest man to ever have existed. And he would stomp people like JP Morgan to the ground and Carnegie. It would, it would seem like they were little peasants in his wake to be able to make that much money on this kind of electronic production. Because as we know now, the whole world uses this method and it's a lot more than one horsepower per millisecond in the world. I mean, it is just kilowatts out the wazoo. This guy would have been the richest person, I don't know, a thousand million times over. It would have been unbelievable, but obviously that's not exactly what happened as we, as we go forward here. I thought that was important to put in because it's another example of how Tesla, if he was more business focused instead of invention focused, he could have just run shit. And Edison is all business focused and he couldn't accomplish this. Yeah, exactly. I, and I, I, quite frankly, I'm not sure you can have both. I mean, like a really good business person and a really good say. engineer. Yeah. If, if the best engineers like this guy, they operate on a different wavelength. They operate on like a, a real solid, um, just drive for curiosity and less bullshit. And nobody really doing business sucks it fucking blows like it really does I, people who like it I, I i don't i don't like them very much it's such a weird yeah. thing to be into i get i get it being into making money but but thriving off of the cutthroat nature of trying to get yours and fuck them is a really shitty character trait i know people kind of separate their work from their personal life but it, i feel that a lot of people who are really great at fucking people over and getting a lot of money they are difficult to separate from your personal life a lot of times it carries yeah. over it, it, it certainly does. And I think Nick, Nikola Tesla had like a, a strong ethical backbone and um, 
a lot of other things that just made it so yeah he didn't focus on business he focused on being excited about what made him uh stay in that uh like goldilocks zone of like productivity and curiosity and 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 those really it's really con I, the more i think about this because i've been thinking of this more mm-hmm. um the more you think about that it's 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 almost the opposite of being a good business person it you know, is you're, you're spending massive amounts of time and energy and things that most of the time don't pan out exactly right and don't make you money but you get you get fulfilled from them and business people i'm not sure uh, always see that. And I work with a lot of them on a daily basis because I am one, but I'm not, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you're not time. like them, but no, it, it, it's a I great point. It. Dylan. It, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just, for me, I just, uh, like I, I, I get it, but it's, it's not, it does not fulfill you at all. I mean, there's like an energy and a, um, the ups and downs, you have really, really high highs, really, really low lows in business. Um, but you don't have as someone who's like, I really like, I'm like in the movie, uh, year one, you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a, I'm a maker. And they're like, what the fuck's a maker? It's, um, it's the guy from, um, super bad. Uh, um, he's the one with the arrow with Jack Black, you know, the boy, he's like, he always looks like a little Michael kid. Sarah, he's, Michael Sarah. Gotcha. And they're like, Oh, so what do you do? He's like, I'm a, I'm a maker. And they're like, they're like these big, strong, like, like indigenous people. And they're like, yeah. What the They're fuck's takers, a maker? And he's like, I, I, I make things. Like, like what? He's like, I just like, you know, I just make things out of things. Like, oh, that's great. You know, like, I'm just saying, is that like, I get it. Yeah, I, get it. I think you bring up a good point where it's hard to, it's hard to be into the business side of things with new technology and, and not into the creativity side. It's, it's almost mutually exclusive. As we'll see with Edison going forward, Edison, I'm going to say it right now just to get it out of the way because we're already going to trash him from here on out. He's obviously a brilliant inventor and he really is. But unfortunately, his brilliant inventing mind, he invested everything into the business side of things. And when you come up with something like DC current and the light bulb and you decide to make a monopoly on it to make as much money as possible, you're stifling and smothering the future of technology. And going forward, we'll see how much he tries to silence anyone trying to come up with a better version of that where Tesla is the opposite, where he's so much less about the business and more about the ideas that he's open to these new ideas and open to these new inventions. And like I said, oftentimes you'll fail and you could lose a lot of money failing and discovering these things. But that's why it always frustrates me when people are in, you know, against funding things like NASA, where it's like, well, well, what do they do? All they do is like build a ship. They don't get us any money. It's like, yeah, right. I know they don't get you any money. But in the future, you'll be a fucking billionaire because all the shit they'll make for you. Like, you just got to take a different mentality of it. And the same people who are running the banks, like JP Morgan, should not be in charge of inventing shit. And it seems like Edison was wanted to be a fucking banker. He just had electricity instead of money. And it's not conducive to inventing new things, uh, even though he was Edison was a great inventor in his own right. He just took the other path than Tesla did in this case. And I think that- yeah. you- said that and pretty well and just to add two cents that like it's i feel very wholeheartedly like i'm i i kind of am both things it, but and not because i'm both but i i lean more towards like i really love working on stuff you know and i i don't like marketing or selling things as much but you need both yeah need, well at least, at least like you need, you need two people you need like two you people. Need yeah a, either you can do it both yourself or you need two people right you can't just yeah. have one so yeah no no you can't do both as as one person so here's here's the best example ever ever 
is Bert's bees. So Bert's you've bees. got a guy who's operating from his heart, Bert. Bert the is Bert. the Bert of Bert's bees. Um, he was a photographer in New York City, and then he um, decided to go learn how to do bees from monks or whatever it is, then started selling honey out of a truck in Vermont and wanted nothing but to pay his bills and live with no electricity and, and no hot water. And um, he married some chick who seemed pretty cool and hot. And then, um, and then she decided she wants, she's like, hey, you got something here, man. He's like, nah, I just, I just, I just want a simple life. And then they got divorced, mm-hmm. and now it's and now it's what it is because now of, everyone knows that everyone knows not because of him. He had the magic essence that those business people say that fucking shit's the shit, and I'll sell like fucking hotcakes. We need to make some of this, and that yeah, happens it's the prize cow, right? Today. You want to find that prize cow and then sell it and make the money off it, but the cow doesn't know what it, what it's worth. And people like Bert from Bert's Bees are like, you have this genius idea, but like, let me, I'm going to take you and make you a star, baby. I mean, you're going to yeah. be my meal ticket, you know? But He's oftentimes, like you said, the people who come up with that idea, they are not um, the kind of person who is good at making money off it or not even interested in some cases. Yep, yep, exactly. So that's, 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 that's it. And Tesla is just primarily that cow. Yeah, he's that I mean, he, yeah, he's definitely he wants more to solve of, problems. To and, he's more of a maker than a than a taker. Oh, maker than taker. He's a, a otherworldly, intelligent, way pat, way before his time type person who's got a lot, who's got everything you could ever imagine for being the like smartest person of his day. So Absolutely. that's where we're at. He eighteen and Westinghouse, and they created the first uh, power, like like water based power station from Niagara Falls. Yeah, after their their World's Fair example, and it really is the best publicity you can get. They decide to give them the uh, the contract to build a hydroelectric station in Niagara Falls, which is the first of its time. I mean, now we use them a lot, like at Hoover Dam is an example of one of them. But this is the first example of using that the power of the water to actually generate electricity. And they give the contract to Tesla and Westinghouse because of how impressive their World's Fair was, which again, they were gonna light it up and Edison went in and said, they're not allowed to use regular light bulbs because that's my patent. So they had to invent a new light bulb months before the World's Fair just to be able to light it because Edison was such a fucking prick about it. He was like, I can't have you guys being successful. Instead of coming up with his own ideas, he was, dedicated to kneecapping Westinghouse and Tesla, which it bit him in the ass because they got the contract for Niagara Falls and they got the example of what America should do using forward. And that's Westinghouse alternating current, baby. That's the future. No kidding. I didn't know that. And that's like just another example of like it's egotistical assholes who if they just worked together, it would have been amazing. It would have been freaking yep. incredible. They both would have won and Edison yep. would have won even more than he already did win. Exactly. And um, you would have had like an incredible thing. He hey. couldn't have that though, could he? he had nope. Instead of working on his own thing or working together, he worked on tearing them down. And that just seems to be a, a, a concept that always works in the world. I know it's selfishness is such an inherent part of being a person, but you never get higher up by stepping on other people's heads and pulling their ankles. You got to work together. And you guys both, I mean, the tide, the rising tide lifts all boats, we said in past podcasts, you're not going to be any better off yanking the ankles of people above you. Uh, they're just going to both be on your asses at some point. It's not going to help you at all. Exactly. And, and now you went, now as a result, you are in history as a giant dick. Mm-hmm. It only took 150 years, but yeah we learned that edison had it with his kite and his bullshit key and whatever that's benjamin franklin but yeah yeah. (laughs) okay never mind all right 
Look, I went to school one day a week. You're that's electricity, me, though, but that's right there. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna give me well, a break no, we always that. learn. Edison invented the light bulb, and he's a genius. And I never heard about Tesla until I learned about the Tesla coil, which wasn't until I was a teenager. And I didn't yeah. learn about who he really was until I was probably in college, or, or at least like my late teens, for sure. Yeah. I didn't learn Edison about- is still an American hero to most people, even yeah. though he is an impressive inventor who is a complete monopolistic shyster, it turns out but we'll, yeah. we'll go into that going forward. Yeah, I want to shout out to, uh, I didn't reference it reference it at all uh, in this, but I didn't really learn about Tesla till uh, the oatmeal put out a really awesome Edison versus Tesla uh, series. The oatmeal did? Yeah. Oh, I never, I never uh, saw that. Yeah. Yeah, again, I didn't look at it before this, but like years ago I was sitting at my desk and I was like, it just came out and I was like, this is awesome and fuck Edison. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically yeah. the consensus, right? Yeah, yeah. Now that we know. Yeah, but. there's bumper stickers. There's bumper stickers out there. You'll notice every now and then that are in his like font, mm-hmm. that are like uh, Tesla, Edison, and with the big thing through it. Yeah. Yeah. He right he uh, he exposed it. I love that guy. Shout out to the oatmeal. What's his name? Um, uh, ooh, I forget. But anyways, great, great stuff. Oh yeah, no, so, we got we got to talk about Edison's uh, smear campaign of uh, AC. Yeah, so Edison he really doubles down once he mm-hmm. realizes that they have the contract for Niagara Falls. He sees the World's Fair and he goes, "I'm losing my control of the nation as far as uh, electricity goes." To this exactly. dickhead who worked for me, and I, if he just paid him, it's another one of those little moments in history. Like, what if he just paid him the fifty grand and built his engine, and then went with him instead of trying to take him down and be a selfish? He could have had all of that and more, but instead he makes it his fucking goal to tear him down, which is going to be his undoing. And for the listeners, 50, I did the math, 50 grand, $1 million today. So damn. Yeah. Different time. So, um, so just to reiterate, Thomas Edison is a CEO who pretends he's a geek. He's living in a geek world. And he's the CEO of General Electric, a company that still exists to this day. Pretending to be Thomas Edison. He founded General Electric with a couple other electronic magnates, or not electronic, electricity magnates at the time. Other guys who were in different parts of the country who were using his DC power source that kind of had the monopoly on each section. He said, let's all team up together. We'll make DC the energy of the future. And we form General Electric, which is the company that yeah, now I know as GE, they fucking make everything now. They're still one of the top uh, Fortune 500 companies in, on the globe, for sure. No question. Yeah. So, um, CEO pretend to be a geek living, work, trying to work in a geek dominated area, AKA engineers and critical thinkers who are inventors. So that's what, um, that's what hurts me so much. He was, he went to the dark side when he was a young man, he was doing that. That's why he became so famous. He was mm-hmm. inventing things. I mean, he didn't not invent anything. He wasn't just this corporate money man who was stealing the ideas of you know, young inventors, he became that. That's the shitty part. He made so many interesting inventions as a young man. The older he got and the more money hungry he got, he changed over into just being that fucking piece of shit guy. He used to be a Tesla type guy and he lost sight of it, I guess. It's it's fucking sad, really. He fucked yeah. up. 
It's fucked up. It really is. So let's get into it. So, so let's get into it. So um, this is the shit that he fucking did. So anyways, he's he's threatened. He's spiteful. He wants to get back at Tesla. Um, he's not going to concede. He's going to keep fighting for DC and AC can go fuck. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking, he, he he's Oreos and Chips Ahoy is Tesla. And he's, or actually vice versa, I think. So I think Tesla they're both Oreos. Nabisco. So that might not be a great analogy, but I, I okay. get your point. Coke and Pepsi. I didn't want to do it. Coke so, and Pepsi. That's a good one. Okay. We're Coke and Pepsi. Uh, Tesla's Pepsi. He's Coke because Coke's older. And yeah. Well, how about he's Moxie and Tesla's Coke? Yo, don't fucking mock Moxie, man. You're talking I'm just about here. One of them is, is the first one of the, the thing and the day fucked up and no one worked out. Anyway. All right. Now, not even Moxie. We're talking fucking just like sarsaparilla root soda. Yeah, I mean, Coke. these guys are both doing this before Coca-Cola ever existed. So it, it's hard to do an analogy, but we're trying. Right around that time. So, but so anyway, so anyways, he, um, uh, he's threatened by this whole thing. It's a new way of doing things and it's better. He knows it. it's fucking better. Right. So, but as soon as he gives up his controlling interests, he knows that he's not going to make any more money off that once they convert fucked. the country to yeah. AC, it's, it's over for him. So what else he's he already picked his side, which is if AC goes, I'm not going with it. So, yep. I'm a big dog and I'm going to stomp this good idea out right now. Cause it's threatening to my way of life and my business. So and he exactly has the he money and the influence to do so. Yep. So this is what he did. So around that neighborhood, wherever he was, he rounded up a bunch of school boys, a bunch of school boys and said, if you guys steal a dog or a cat, I'll give you 25 cents per dog or per cat to give them to me. And they said, okay, sure. So they went around, just took a bunch of dogs and cats. And um, Oh, he was trying to start uh, like a little mini animal hospital, like a zoo know, and so adoption nice, right? center, right? Yeah. So what a, kind. Such a nice oh, it guy. turns out he's actually a pretty nice guy, right? Nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Let's get some dogs and cats. We'll give you guys 25 cents, which is like a million dollars today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably like a week paycheck for an adult and they're giving kids oh, No question. Money. Yeah, Not exactly. Bad. It's a lot of money. 25 cents. Um, all you have to do is so, kidnap someone's animal and give it to a, a strange old yeah, man. No big deal. Give them, you know, it's all good. Give this strange guy. And this What's is the worst thing that could happen? He publicly electrocuted these animals with AC currents to mm-hmm. show that with AC, which is alternate current, um, mm-hmm. to uh, to show how deadly AC is. Look how dangerous it is losing the so alternating dangerous. current. Look at what it can do to a, a poor little animal as I electrocute them in public. Literally electrocute a live dog. How fucked up is that? It's not that long ago to do it's this not. publicly. You're and this is in the Middle Ages. They're executing animals publicly using the competitors. I mean, I can't imagine taking a fucking uh, Gatorade bottle and taking the plastic off the edge and strangling it and death be like, Powerade, am I right? Look what Gatorade can do. It can choke out a cat in public. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, it's so crazy. It's like, hey, uh, you don't like cell phones? Watch this. And you kill someone, bash them in their head with a cell <laughs> yeah. phone. And they're like, buy like, iPhone. It's like, yeah, that's the other thing. Is that DC yeah, is just as deadly as AC. He's just propagandizing the idea that ac is so deadly look what it can do dc can do the exact same thing and actually dc is less safe because you're not able to throttle the voltage in the same way so if anything they could be doing the same demonstration with dc but his thing is fuck ac so he's executing animals in public using alternating current all over the country to spread this idea that if we start going with ac look what can happen and people aren't used to electricity. So if they see shit like that, they're like, that's what AC is. Wait, holy Fuck shit. Me. That's fucked up. It's that's crazy. I want, that my, I want that in my house. It's nuts. No, it's like I have in, kids. I have dogs in my house. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it works. People are freaked the fuck out. Yeah, it's a businessman thing to do. It's like in Mad Men when 
Donald Draper said to Lucky Strike, it's toasted. They're like, yeah, we know it's just like, he's like, but you know, but no one else is saying that every, every tobacco is toasted. They all put them in an oven to like bake it a little bit, turn it brown. It's the same thing. It's, it's part of being a good marketer. Never underestimate the fluidity of the masses. They will go with it, especially yeah. then. You know, wow. And the toasted. age, this is the age of before information is publicly available. If you don't know anything about electricity and the one thing that happens to you that year, you go out to the public square and the guy uses this thing called AC to kill a cat in front of you. That's all you know about it. And that's going to fucking stick. Yeah, it's fucked beyond all belief. So it just gets worse. So mm-hmm. throughout his uh, national tour, like the Barnum and Bailey Circus, only worse. Yeah, he, it's, uh... it's a propaganda <laughs> campaign of the whole country. How much money did this fucking cost him just to not only tank AC and Westinghouse and Tesla, but how many fucking animals had to die for his propaganda campaign, for Christ's sake? Bunch of dogs and cats, and then it gets worse. I don't know where this happened, but you Speaking know. Speaking of Barnum and Bailey Circus. Speaking of that. Just just because we, we don't want to turn you against anybody, make your own decisions up, but uh, he did publicly execute a fucking elephant with AC to prove how bad it was. And he killed an elephant, and this might have been in New York City, right? I believe uh, it was. Poor I Topsy was. the elephant. Yep. He brought an elephant there and said, look how bad this is. I'm going it, to, it will kill an elephant, a live elephant. They electrocuted the elephant. Gee, there's pictures of, of the event. Yeah, we'll, we'll put one up here. Worse. I won't pick. I won't pick the picture up with the actual execution, but we'll put a picture of Topsy up, and it just—it's crazy. Yeah, just to traumatize everybody else, and it gets worse. And then, didn't they also? Um, it was the first public execution of a human being who was on death row for murder in New York. They yes. also said, "We're gonna now we killed animals. We're gonna kill a death row inmate." And they had yeah, this is the invention site. of what we now know. Like I said, he has people and his staff, and he has the intellect. They invent what we now know as the electric chair using alternating current. And obviously, they're going to make money off of selling this to prisons. But the main reason is just to show how fucked up AC is. And they use the electric electric chair and AC to execute the first human being with electricity, and it catches on fire. His oh, body, yeah. I mean, to say. Yep, and it took him a long time to die, and the doctors he wanted. were- He wanted to be every, as horrific as possible, too, yeah. The doctors were throwing up. It was a horrible fucking thing, and uh, this is what he did. Witnesses so he said that this. his spinal cord lit on fire as part of the process, which took, like, more than a half an hour. It was just frying the poor guy. Yeah, so this is what our friend Thomas Edison, if you guys think he's a good guy- decided he was going to do. So all of a sudden he has killed a person and countless cute, the best pets ever on earth in a fucking elephant, which shares the same brain as we do for the most part, um, dead in a horrible way when he could have just done that and with why? his own fucking courage. Just as a propaganda campaign, a smear campaign against an idea. God damn. Yeah. How fucked up is that? Fuck this fucking asshole. And, um, and uh, just to add to assholes. So Edison's a dick. Um, uh, Guglielmo uh, Marconi and just to show you how good Nikola Tesla is of a person so Guglielmo Marconi uh, Italian inventor decent guy you mean guy. the inventor of the radio you're speaking of of course oh I do mean the inventor of the radio who took uh, all of his principles uh, and ideas from Nikola Tesla stole them transmit the first transatlantic uh, uh, signal um, from Nikola Tesla's technology and ideas, um, did all this. Nikola Tesla was pissed off. And then on, um, I'm paraphrasing here, 
but uh, Nikola Tesla basically let it go and said he's a good guy and he has what he has and good for him. But he did he used his technology for that. And this, the Tesla said, hey, it's okay. You know, I'm happy to share the ideas or whatever it is. It's all good. And then you have Edison, who's generally publicly electrocuting humans, elephants, cats, and dogs, and paying boys to steal them to do this. It's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. He's literally the worst. I know it. Yeah, I mean, it's he is the old industrial capitalist kind of guy that could exist in the past and can never exist now. I mean, those guys are all done for, right? There's no one who ever would put money before ideas now and would stifle the entire technological advancement of the world based on money now. That doesn't happen anymore. That's old school shit. I'm glad it's over with. It'll never happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, it's all over. We're good now. Finally, 1900. And they're like, that's enough of that. That'll never happen again. Still happens now. And hopefully in a hundred years, people realize the shit about the guys who do that nowadays and women who do it too. It's fucking insane. But that's a good dovetail into, I think that we should talk about Tesla's uh, ideas and inventions after this time period, because after he uh, builds the Niagara Falls station with Westinghouse, Westinghouse's corporation is trying to expand as fast as they can. They're being smeared left and right by Edison, as we just talked about. And unfortunately, they overexpand and Westinghouse is in danger of going under. And partially because of the fact that Tesla owns stock in them. And he is also still making $2.50 per horsepower on the books. He's not getting paid this, but on the books of the corporation, he's supposed to be getting paid this. So talking to Westinghouse about the future of the company, Tesla actually rips up the contract in front of Westinghouse and says, if this is what it takes for your corporation to stay in business, I don't give a shit about the money. I want Westinghouse to keep building these stations. I want AC to be the future of American electricity. So he tears up the contract that we've already mentioned would be worth over a trillion dollars today. If Tesla was still around today and it had that same deal, he would be richer than most nations in the world. But he tears it up in front of him. So again, picking one thing over the other, I would say that's one of the stupidest things you ever did in life. I don't care how rich you want to be or not want to be. That's stupid as fuck. But he's in the other path. He's in the path that we need to advance. And it's for the overall benefit of everyone here to go with this. And luckily for Westinghouse, they get to stay a, a solvent corporation because of the fact that they don't owe Tesla's money. And they keep pushing forward with that. And Tesla has enough money that he gets to strike out on his own because although he works for Westinghouse and they're going to always appreciate him for doing that, and they could never do enough, really, to make up for that. They'd have to pay him a trillion dollars to make up for it. But he gets to do what he wants to do, which is strike out on his own and start inventing new things and broadening his horizons. And that's when he starts to be able to actually make his own research sites, including a very famous one, which is in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He starts to make his first radio tower before people even know what radios are. So this is before Marconi actually patents the radio. And Tesla understands the idea that electromagnetic waves can be used and can be beamed out over long spaces. And he starts to think of the idea that radio waves that are the least powerful, but the longest waves in the spectrum can perhaps be able to transmit these waves over long distances and can be picked up by antennas. So he starts to build his station in Colorado Springs, which is essentially the first radio antenna that we know about. And he 
discovers basically the idea of radio waves, which is fucking crazy. Now crazy. we use them all the time. Yeah. Uh, they're in totally Colorado wild. Springs. So yeah, back to what you said. Yeah, his his goal there was to transmit a super, super, super simple radio wave signal across the Atlantic. Um, right. Which is why was he whole- was on Colorado Springs. It was so high up in elevation. It would make it less uh, mm-hmm. obstacles for the signal to be able to travel. And he wanted yep. to be able to broadcast a signal. Theoretically, at the time, it's good. Yeah. Happen. Which we yeah, now know is totally possible, but at his time, he had enough money to build the station. People were like, this guy's a fucking nutter. You want to have an electromagnetic wave reach across the Atlantic Ocean and land in Paris? Good fucking luck, you nut. Yeah, and they all thought he was a nut. Like, this is like crazy wacko stuff. Like, Wacky you're going to do this. And, um, but all you want to do is just send like one. It's not like he's going to send like a video chat like this, which obviously we know we can do now. But back mm-hmm. then, it was like a letter. You want to send like the letter B yeah that was it and that was it and it was a lot of work to get to that point and he was funded again this is still part of the jp morgan funding isn't it um i i believe now he's completely under the auspices of westinghouse and his own personal funding i think that he's out from the boot heel of jp morgan he's out point. from the boot heel. okay got it so um so he, I, he i mean they, like i said they didn't pay him nearly well, what they owed him but he, he still he still works for what he doesn't work for Westinghouse, but he still has the money from Westinghouse, and Westinghouse is like letting him go off and do his own thing in Colorado Springs because, like I said okay. before, he doesn't want to be a company man. He doesn't want to be the guy who's like Westinghouse's golden boy. He just wants to do his own thing, and no one else would have him, you know, developing this radio technology for their company because there's no financial incentive immediately. It's it's a it's a new idea. So luckily for him, he had enough leeway to do it himself, which is what he's doing in Colorado Springs at the point. Yep. Yep, exactly. And this is kind of the first, not the first, but like a really good, um, that is kind of first example of like what kind of led to the downfall of Nikola Tesla is that it is funding related. So he thought Mm -hmm. he needed X amount of money to do this. And all of a sudden the towers need to be taller. So he needs more money. And then they looked into where he spent that money and, and projecting, you know, we need a bigger tower uh, in and the amount of money and actually electronic or electric energy that he needs to do this is insane. So it's insane. it really is costly just to even perform the experiments that need to be done to develop this process, which lucky for Marconi, he can kind of jack later once he's already bought and paid for that way. But yeah, he's going to, ha- it's going to be very costly. It, it reminds me of something like NASA where it's going to take millions of dollars in order to develop this. And the initial, uh, financial results aren't going to come for some time. And for Tesla, they're never going to come. But so if for a company, this would be a shitty investment, but for an inventor, it's great. You have enough money to delve into the nature of reality and what the world actually works like and how the universe works. And I'm glad he did because that's really expensive fucking science project that Tesla is doing, but luckily he has the mind to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, the research is, is what costs the most money for here and, that's where he uh, knew this was going to cost a lot. And then Marconi took on somehow good access to this knowledge. It was kind of unclear to me and was able to take that knowledge. And and- the, the knowledge was not just being worked on by Tesla alone, but one of the bigger reasons why Marconi was able to jack the patent was uh, Thomas Edison had a lot of financial sway and a lot of political sway at the time was able to snipe the patent out from Tesla's nose and, 
and Marconi was working on the research himself. I'm not going to give Marconi the same black mark will give Edison because he wanted to accomplish the same thing Tesla did. He just didn't have the resources or the political sway to do so. But luckily, Edison did. And Edison was more than happy to fuck over Tesla if he could. And Marconi was the benefactor of that, fortunately for him. Yep, fortunately for him. But at the same time, Tesla was working on another facet of being able to project out these radio waves, was. which is that he was working on the idea of being able to project out energy in this way. And he had this concept of being able to, um, you know, broadcast energy in the same way we can now broadcast information at the time. So I wanted to dive into that for you for a second, because that's one of our first conspiracy is, thoughts. Yeah. And this is one of the most interesting, this is, I mean, to Colorado me, Springs most- is where this, this is going down. Well, it started in Colorado Springs, but moved to Long Island. Right. Yep. So it started there because it's it's similar infrastructure to radio waves, um, but it, it's um, the exact same infrastructure. In fact, for really, how he's, yeah. yeah, he used the same device to try to do both of these things. Yeah, it's like a it's a every most things are copper and they're inside of like a ball. And if you go to the Museum of Science, usually they usually have a Tesla coil. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's it's similar to the ball that you get as a kid that does that thing, you know? Yeah, and real quick, a Tesla coil is a, a, a device that he also created where it's basically ramping up electricity over and over again to the point where it gets to the top of the coil. And instead of having that direct energy going from 10 plus zero equals 10, it's 10 times two times two or times 10 times 10 times 10. So the, the longer that the current moves up this coil, it's exponentially getting stronger and Tesla created this device that could ramp up energy so much that you'd have the power needed to, you know, shock somebody in the room or also be able to broadcast this large signal over long periods because it's like anything else. The physics are involved. You can't just broadcast radio waves by, you know, hitting a button. You have to have this massive amount of energy. And luckily Tesla comes up with a way to take a small amount of energy and slowly ramp it up wrapped around this copper coil in order to, produce this massive amount of energy which is what he does in uh colorado springs and then long island yeah it's it's just amazing and crazy so so the whole idea beside behind the um let me just uh flip a page here in my notes so um so we're talking resonance which is the def which is the coined term for wireless transmission of power. So there's a lot more to this than we talked about. And the whole idea is that Tesla did his numbers, did his math, did his whole crazy stuff to decide that he can transmit power to pretty much anywhere on and instantly. And this is through- This is the idea. um, This is the idea through obviously generators to uh, power a coil to then put to charge the uh, charge basically charge the atmosphere with electricity to then transmit through the ground anywhere else. So this is why, and you can still do it today. I mean, this isn't like totally crazy stuff. You use his coils, put a light bulb in the ground with a positive and a negative, um, and it will turn on. It's real. Yeah, basically, it it's completing the circuit instead of having to yeah. plug it in with a you know a copper wire. You can use, like you said, half of it being in the atmosphere and the other half going through the ground, basically completing the circuit between the initial power source, which is just radio tower and the light bulb in the ground. Yeah. Completing the circuit without actually having to plug it in physically. Exactly. And this is, this is the first step to an even bigger power grid, which is uh, based off of the earth's atmosphere. 
um, which is charged by the magnetic field of the Earth, which is uh, created by shifts and uh, you know different masses throughout the Earth. And, and this is where it gets theoretical, which he was never able to pull off. This exactly, idea. exactly. But so so it based off of my research, he was given one hundred fifty thousand dollars by West by sorry, by J P Morgan in nineteen oh one to do this. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, um, and it's a great uh, idea. I mean, imagine being able to broadcast power anywhere on the entire planet; it would be amazing. What? Imagine being able to broadcast power anywhere on the planet; it would be amazing. Well, it makes sense. I mean, this removes. I mean, if you were able to pull this off, theoretically, it would, it would save everybody money. Um, and if there's free, it would be as impressive as anything. You could have unlimited energy broadcast anywhere on the planet yeah that's his ultimate goal was to be able to actually have less infrastructure and be able to pull it from the atmosphere because there's unlimited amounts of electricity that would power yeah. what we do you know it's crazy so that was this whole idea um but uh but yeah so it looks like jp morgan decided to give him 150 grand and uh after westinghouse said no because their relationship sort of fell apart at this point mm -hmm. um but but anyways that was the whole idea. And that's why he started. So again, um, this is when things got fishy because all of a sudden he started to need money, more money than ever to do this. Mm -hmm. And he had estimates and those estimates were all of a sudden like, Hey, I need more money now. So, so now Nikola Tesla found himself at a point where he's constantly asking for money from his funders and they right. still were either. Well, that's JP why Morgan. it sucks. He was so bad at business because it could have been his money, but instead he's got the creator brain and not the taker brain. And it doesn't exactly. work out. You know? So he gets, so I've seen, we've all seen this a million times in history and books in personal life, whatever it is. They don't ask for money until they actually need the money right now to stay afloat tomorrow. Yeah, because his brain is not towards the, not the, doing uh, that. Yeah. the books. He's he's going for the invention. He's not he's thinking like, about the future. Right now, I need it right I'm now. I'm working, you know, 20 hours a day on this invention. I don't need to look at the fucking financial statements. Yeah, it's how you get. It's the classic. It's credit cards. It's all those things mixed in one. I need, I need, I need twenty thousand dollars today, and I'll give you fifty percent of that back within a year. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, you owe someone ten thousand dollars for borrowing twenty thousand yeah. dollars. This is the, this is the it's not getting him any money at that point. He's still developing technology. There's no financial benefit. I mean, he's not getting paid to do by yeah, anyone yeah. besides his investors. So there's no uh, yeah. So who knows what like stipend he's taking out of this type of thing? But overall, he's not making a whole lot of this deal. He's right, making some yeah. bad decisions. So this leads to uh, Wardenclyffe Tower in Long Island. Somehow, not sure where the connection is or what's the deal is but like colorado springs now we're in long island he builds the most infamous infamous tower of all time in tesla history it's 186 feet high mm -hmm. which is uh you know 20 stories essentially right yeah um, i mean i think it, that colorado springs was the idea is how high up can we get in the atmosphere but because that was for the radio signal initially but now that he's on this idea of being able to broadcast power instead of uh radio that. signals He's like, well, I, I'll do it. I can do it in Long Island. I don't need to be so high above sea level to accomplish this goal in his mind. Yep, exactly. And back to our clown podcasts and other podcasts, we're like 40 miles uh, east from Coney Island. Right. If not another uh, awful elephant death happened in that podcast too, where they, where they hanged the oh, elephant. Fuck people back then, man. They sucked. Oh, damn, so they, um, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
Yeah, so we're at Warncliffe Tower, and this is this is just exactly a theoretical place that existed. It's not theoretical; it's a place that existed with best intentions, but lacked a ton of funding. And it was for the wireless transmission of power, mm-hmm. almost purely. Um, and uh, Tesla ran out of money. Sure. Yeah. It made sense. Um, there's this is the type of guy that we're talking about too, who doesn't document things, but it's like because he's so excited, it doesn't want to do the work of like putting things on paper. Um, so there's no documentation that it actually well, it comes um, back to him being able to picture things so well in his brain that he had a lot less need than many people do to have to have a physical representation of his ideas. It kind of fucked him over as well as it benefited him that he could picture these things in his head. He didn't need to always be drafting them and designing them. He could just have them up here and be working on a subject over and over again. But now in the future, we can't pick his brain because he's dead. We wish he put it down, but he didn't because he had it up here. So it's like a gift and a curse that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did them, but he he also just didn't write down the proceeded. He had no formal method. And there's things in place that we have today called like uh, international standard of organization and other regulatory places that make sure that people like him don't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, where you they just go. It's for the benefit of everybody that you fucking put it all down for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, almost every, actually, actually, not almost every single industry in America has an ISO compliant type of thing. There's different numbers. Yeah. The FAA, the FDA, the food, everything else just KFC, has a way I that know. like you have to it's write insane. stuff. If you're doing stuff like this, you have to write it down, basically is what they're saying. You just write it's down this best, way. Really. I'm glad people and he have did, to do it, even though it's a pain in the ass, because it's better for everybody. And so even the person Everyone doing hates this shit. And he also hated it but just didn't mm. write it down so there's not a whole lot of record of this functioning but it it did it worked here's where i want to put a splinter in it because i i heard someone talking about this where it blew my fucking mind because first of all obviously there's this idea that tesla had this idea to be able to broadcast power against the whole world and it could have worked out but it all got fucked up and then the government hit it or whatever i can see that as being part of it like if you could broadcast power that easily people wouldn't be able to charge no pun intended, for all the power going across the whole country. It, it kind of seems like an, an Edison way to think about things. Like if you could broadcast power that way, you'd want an Edison stopping that and trying to harvest all the money you can get. I mean, really, if you could broadcast power, you wouldn't be able to harvest as much money as you could as we do now for our power grid and things like you know new forms of energy, like uh, green energy and things like that. But what I heard about this, which I think actually blew my mind, was that it's not as it, it is possible to do on a small scale, like he said, and it is possible to do on a large scale, but you need more energy than would be necessary in order to do this because it's diminishing returns. It's still a broadcast. It's not magic. And you can't actually use the atmosphere of the world around the whole world to amplify it. You can use it to carry it. You can carry the energy and utilize it that way, but it's almost like taking a copper wire and plugging things in. You're using the atmosphere in that way the atmosphere doesn't give you a six inch wide copper wire. It gives you the same one you have. So you can still utilize it, but you need to broadcast that much more energy to make it last a longer spectrum. So the more energy you put in, the more energy you get out. And just like the DC current, it's diminishing returns. So you need an an amazing amount of energy to get it off of Long Island, maybe to New England. You need even more energy to get it to Canada. And at some point you're using more energy to broadcast than you're actually getting in all those spaces. What people didn't realize at the time, and even Tesla didn't realize is that the next 
industrial revolution wouldn't be power. It wouldn't be energy. He lived in the time of using electrical energy and industrial revolution. The more energy we have, the more important it is. It's better, more energy broadcasting. So he comes up with the idea of radio tower and he thinks it's on the back burner. Whatever, give, give Marconi it. We don't care. I'm about broadcasting energy. But what we didn't realize is the 21st century would be the age of information. That is his contribution. Being able to broadcast information across the entire globe and take it in in a way as if it came from thin air. That is his creation. And I don't think there's any way, um, as, as we know right now, to broadcast energy in that way, because that's just not how physics works, as we know it, even though Tesla's a genius. His real contribution, he didn't even know what he was doing, was being able to transmit information anywhere in the world instantaneously. The very reason we're talking right now is from Tesla's ideas. Satellite broadcasts, Wi-Fi, radio signals, any of it. That's all his shit. He was so concerned about getting this energy off of Long Island, he didn't realize what he was doing was revolutionizing the entire globe in the age of information is the age we have now. Being able to broadcast this information takes less energy. It travels farther distances. We're broadcasting information into space infinitely out into those into outer space every day. It is amazing, mind-blowing differences in technology in the same way that people didn't know what electricity was before Tesla. Tesla didn't realize the importance of the information age. And his contribution to that is, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it, you can't even put a price on what he's done that way. I think, unfortunately for him, he was so, uh, strangely enough, a product of his time. He thought that energy would be the way of the future. But really, energy should be produced on sites if you want to be efficient. But information, if you could broadcast it all over the world for free, how amazing would that be? Now you have things like Starlink and radio broadcast. That's free information all over the globe. Things like the internet through Wi-Fi and through satellite, through 3G, 4G, 5G. Information is his contribution to the world and how easily transmittable it could be. In Tesla's time, it was easier to transmit energy than information. You couldn't even you know, send someone a book over the Atlantic Sea. He's trying to send a light bulb to light up 20 feet away, 30 yards away, takes more energy than the power of a car to light up a light bulb a mile away. Meanwhile, I'm talking to you right now from Maine. It's fucking phenomenal. That's my think about him. I think that really it was about the, it was the information stage. Oh, I mean, I mean, from wherever you are in an undisclosed location. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. From from Mars, where you are, I'll cut that out. From wherever, lobster, you know, the lobster uh, away. But but, yeah. but you see what I mean, though. That that's I think that blew my mind. When I realized I'm like, yeah, at the time he didn't think that was about energy, and we think that oh yeah, if only he had more money or whatever, he could have transmitted energy all over the world. I don't think so. I don't think it's I don't think it's possible from the way he did it. Even though it's a great idea, and it, and you could light up a light bulb, you know, a football field away. But what he really did was be able to transmit information, which is invaluable priceless it is the world we live in today energy is not you know stoppable now but information is everywhere it is and to be devil's advocate please uh black hole was starting to become a thing even you think they just got was? into oil in 1900 it's been pretty popular for some time at that point I know, but this is the this is the start of when gas was cheaper 
this is this isn't the invention of of oil you know what i mean um and refinery and that type of stuff but this is this is when it was either i know what so back so let's just kind of like go sidetrack to electric cars yeah the electric car was invented in the in like 1890 or before that around the same time we're talking about everything we're doing the electric car was real and the first woman to uh own an electric car was in jamaica plain massachusetts um wow. and she drove it around and it had a range of like 30 miles like it was something wild and this is a looks like a horse carriage that doesn't have a horse this is the type of car we're talking about here yeah. so um the motor carriage it never it never took off and besides conspiracy theories aside it never took off because gas was cheaper it was cheaper to have a gas car so that's also a big part of this too is that yes Transmitting uh, information, like you said, takes less um, oomph. So you can you can transmit a radio wave signal that says, um, uh, "I have to take a shit." Way easier than you can send power to put on a light bulb five five yards away. Mm-hmm. So that's so there's a bunch of things coming into play here, and that's definitely one of them. Is that I, yeah, I agree with you. Other forms way, of absolutely. energy were just the path of least resistance was gas. Electric fun. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Was gas. And uh, and um, that's also a big part of this too. And uh, it's not it's up for you guys as a listeners to decide what we think of that. But that's mm-hmm. what I think too, is that he was he was on an uphill battle off the bat because he's a little fish in a well, he's a he's a David and Goliath situation. He's David, Goliath is right Edison and other companies. Um, and that's not only the only thing is that the main source of energy that was becoming more prominent through the industrial revolution was, was petroleum and, uh, and it was cheaper than any of this shit. So for him to take it only got more popular than ever, as you said, as they created things like the internal combustion engine, they'd be used in cars and boats and every fucking thing in the world. Uh, they, they were wanted to poo poo the electric car and things like that. And it'd go into uh, petroleum, as you said. And I think you're absolutely right about that, that they were more Edisoning, Edisoning, if that's a word now, the idea and saying this is more financially viable for us if we can control this this resource, which is mm-hmm. crude oil, than to try to learn more about how we can transmit energy in this way or even produce it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just it's a it's another case of someone being just like Leonardo da Vinci. I mean, he's like the next version of him. There's plenty of other people in between between them because it's a couple hundred years, but like the next version of like someone being just way ahead of their time. Hence Tesla cars nowadays that use the, uh, you know, AC induction motor still, you yeah, know, and they, they, they use massively, the same concepts. massively, sorry to old school car guys. I'm, I am one. Um, it's a better car in every way, shape and form. There's nothing better about anything else. As of a couple of days ago, uh, you know, we can, have our, our, our longtime uh, power listener, our friend Chris, uh, Chris H on the pod here, Chris H. Uh, the Model S uh, Plaid just broke the all-time record for fastest production car ever, and it's electric. There's no way around this, and it has less moving parts than any other car ever, 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 ever. Jay Leno just did a zero, just did a quarter mile in it at like nine seconds or something. Fucking nuts. So, um yeah so this is this is the thing way ahead of his time at mm-hmm. the time 
again, I'd love to go conspiracy land on this, but it just, it, no matter what, it just was cheaper to use gas. Yeah. So this type of thing. It was Probably. cheaper and it was, was going to be more financially viable for companies in the future to lean into that. I mean, if there is ever a way to give people something easier and for less money, it's not going to be what people invest in. Unfortunately, you yeah. need money to create things like that. And when you have that much money, you want to make more money. So if you could invent something that people could, you know, think about if you could sell a car that you could sell one time and then never need another car the rest of their life. No motor company, even Tesla, would ever build that car because you now know that you've sold them the last car they ever need. They might sell it to you that way as a salesperson and be like, it's the last car you ever need. But no one wants that. They want it to be the car you need until you need another one. Mm -hmm. And if I can sell it to you now and you want to buy another one tomorrow and you're okay with that, we'll do that. Or if you want to buy one in five years, we'll sell you that one. No one wants to sell you the product that you never need again because it's not good for the capital you're going to build for your company. It's shit version of finances, which sucks because it only shows you how much scientific discovery could have been thrown away in the past if you just were like, hey, if we do this, then they don't have to ever do it again. It's kind of similarly in a million, whether it's technology, uh, transportation, whether it's information, whether it's medical science, I'll sell you one pill that if you take it, you never have to take it again. It's not good for business. It costs a billion dollars to develop a medication. If you sell one for $10, you're losing a billion dollars. How about sell 365 of them? Every day they take it, the rest of their life. That's how you make money. I'm not saying that there's any good or bad thing in that. That's the way the market works, the way technology works, whatever. But it's clear to me, and I'm sure to you too, that there's a lot of money that needs to go into researching these things. And unfortunately, the money that's put into it is expected to return to them. So you can't just create a product that's the solve end all be all of things. It's just not going to be giving people returns. Therefore, people don't want to develop things like that because it's not good for business and you need business to develop it. It's like the snake eating its own tail. It, it sucks, but it's what we got. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, not to go conspiracy land yet, but it's quite apparent that Edison probably saw this as a as a threat on compounded on his other uh, other threats that you nailed it perfectly this is a, a, a Tesla created a like one-time solution like hey we do this and it solves everything else but um people make money once yeah, one time purchase, um, and it'll solve a problem for all eternity so it'll solve the need to replace things or do whatever it is However, nothing is ever that simple. You know, if there there is business in that, if you were to look at the right way, sure. but he, but Edison basically said to himself, like, well, this fucks up my whole business plan because I want to keep people locked into something forever, right. so I can get more money, and it's fucked. But now that we're so the cool thing about 2021, the age that we're in, we're we are genuinely balls, almost completely everything deep in the fact that um, we're in the age of information and we know more than ever and that shit doesn't fucking fly anymore. We're on board with drugs and that there's probably the fact that some pharmaceutical companies have kept people sicker for longer because it costs, because they make more money. We know this is probably, there's a hair of truth to this. Again, I'm not, I'm not I don't want to go down that, that route, but like there's probably a hair of truth to that. Um, 
and, uh, and this is the same thing. We already mentioned the Tesla coil, radio transmission. Uh, obviously, he worked on early neon light technology on how to work neon light bulbs. He worked on x-rays early, which seems like that's a medical use or some kind of other thing. No, x-rays oh. are a, a, just another band of electromagnetic spectrum. And there's still a picture of him, his hand being x-rayed at the time. Yeah. And even more importantly, on the x-rays, um, Thomas Edison took this technology and x-rayed one of his employees like a billion times. And that person died of bone cancer. And Thomas Edison said, yeah, well, there I'm never going to x-ray then. He killed one of his employees by x-raying X-ray them too many times yeah. with, with this technology oh, man, to try to do guy. something. And, and then basically just said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. After killing someone who worked for him by x-raying them constantly. I so want to say saying, I'm surprised, but it's just par for the course for what Edison, how he treats uh, his employees up. in He's, the world. He treats people like fucking trash. So, uh, yeah x-rays um he had an, a remote control boat i mean it remote was the first boat. remote control device in history people who saw him using this remote control boat thought he was using magic it was wireless i mean now we're so used to using drones or rc cars or whatever but it, this was magic at the time it's it through the air you could control a device using your hands it's amazing and he was the first one to ever do it again another first for tesla i mean this is insane i mean like i i, I like Imagine being a guy who's like good at like making shit and like you like have little inventions that don't do anything. This is like genuinely crazy, like next level inventions. Like yeah. I created a borderline cell phone, a wireless transmission, an RC boat, a uh, like before, like way. If someone did that now, I remember being a kid, um, not that long ago, but sort of long ago, and thinking like, all right, the Egyptians were able to build a like a wheelbarrow yeah. i should be able to do that right or in 1940 they had a, someone could build a car why can't nine-year-old me build a car i had these thoughts all the time i was like that was so long ago like i have we have so much advancements and my starting point is so much fucking higher right than we someone can take in all that knowledge that had to be built up and we can just instantly inject it into our heads lucky for us right like my starting point is way higher than these people why can't i do these things well it's a lack of money and resources but um, but overall, like, uh, it's just wild that someone who has a starting point of, of nothing, literally nothing like this is like me, this is like us today, um, creating Neuralink from our kitchen, you know, like yeah, people still don't even understand the fact that electromagnetic waves could be transmitted through the air. I mean, just even us right now, we hardly understand how they work or even how an RC car works, but this guy was thinking the ideas before anyone else did and implementing them and then moving on. It's, yeah. it's insane. Quite frankly, you know, we're smart dudes, but I still can't, I still will never be able to comprehend how the fact we're talking right now on video live. doesn't make it's, any sense. It's too many steps to it. It's insane. It makes no sense. How we're then you start to, to add in, to, um, you know, networks and microchips on top of electromagnetic broadcasts. It's just, it's so much. It's crazy. It's insane. So, um, so, so back to this. Yeah. So Tesla had 300 official patents, if not a couple more than that. Um, so he should be, like we said, a trillionaire many times over, even if he did rip up the Westinghouse thing, he made uh, so many more inventions since then he could have been a trillionaire again from all this new shit. Just a bad all the things guy, we use now, cool. if he even had a little, even if he made a cent every time 
one person used it per year, he would still be a trillionaire again, even after the AC motor was out of his bank account. And I respect that because looking back on him, you know, he died an honest guy, not a sellout, not a bitch, like nothing. He died an honest sure. dude. And, um, and, and one thing that I thought was kind of funny is that he, um, he couldn't pay a bill or something. So he created plans for something called the death ray, um, which was oh, also called teleport. Yeah. How cool is that? Yes. He basically said that he, uh, he could shoot down 10,000 airplanes with this thing and it would end all conflict ever because everybody would have one and they would know you, what's the point of fighting because everyone will die immediately. Um, that sounds like something that Albert Einstein would work on in the future called the thermonuclear bomb pretty similar concept if we yeah. all have one then we we don't need to ever fight again right is the idea right exactly exactly so um yeah so create that so anyway so he couldn't pay a bill one time it's a funny story he couldn't pay a bill i think at one of his hotels that he lived at or one of those type of things and he said i'm all right okay i can't pay the bill but in this box is the components for a death ray and um you can't open it don't open it like, don't fucking open this fucking thing. It's a really bad idea, but it's in here. And they said, all right, we'll let your rent or your whatever slide. And then after he died, they opened it. And uh, it was a bunch of wires. That did make sense. But um, <laughs> well, uh, well, really quick, though, let's not say, Tesla was a great guy, but he did indulge a lot. His autobiography also, he does kind of blow himself up a bit, but that's an eccentric kind of guy. He says all kinds yeah. of crazy ass shit. Yeah. That, um, he saw that he could hear a fly landing you know, on a, on a stoop from 500 feet away and he could, he could smell when the lightning was going to strike and shit like that. But he was a wackadoo guy. That's the kind of shit it takes to be a genius in, in my more, experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're always a little bit, there's, they're always a little bit eccentric and weird because they don't fit into society the way that a lot if of If they did, do. they wouldn't be who they are and they would just fall in line and never come up with ideas like this. You, you can't yeah. be both. I you can't be a that. cog in the machine and then design the machine. It just doesn't work like that. No, it does not work like that. That's a fact. So, um, so yeah, Teleforce was crazy. 300 patents were crazy. Um, so we got down to the point that, so now he's getting up there in his old age. And yeah. he... Um, well, Westinghouse, the corporation, is still loyal to him to some degree, decides to put him up in this hotel in New York called the Hotel Unit New Yorker. They pay for his rent at the hotel every month and they give him $125 stipend as a consultant where it's, it's not clear how many times he's actually consulting Weston house, but they owe him a trillion dollars. So at least they can do is at least pay for his hotel bill during uh, his later life at this point. Yeah. Which is cool. So he's out of money. Like you said, he's got literally nothing. I mean, he's broke as fuck. Um, he's in and debt. even though he has a hotel paid for, he's in debt. Yeah. Yeah. And the last invention he made um, they tested on Mythbusters and it worked. It worked on a bridge, but he created a pocket-sized oscillator that he said could take down the Empire State Building. And 10, 15, probably 20 years ago, Mythbusters did it and I watched it. And it's, uh, it, it operates at, an ex at a perfect frequency to resonate a metallic structure like a bridge or a building to kind of just fall apart. And it, it's real. It exists, and they did it, and it it worked. It How worked. big was the bridge that they was it like a paper mache bridge or something? Or I had to be, had to no, be metal. No, no, they they used it on a they put it on a real bridge, like a bridge. They destroyed and, a bridge that a car would drop to go over. So they did a model. Was. They did it. They did, they did like a. They didn't let it go to full, like, m 
crazy mode, but like it's, it's, mm. it, it can do it. If you let it on there long enough, it'll do it. It's great. Like it'll, it'll resonate the bolts and metal enough to like have everything kind of just fall apart. Fall apart. Yeah. Like every, 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 More every, frequencies and vibrations. every, um, material in this world has a certain, uh, frequency that can essentially dismember it the atoms like it's like atomic level it thing. can't dismember so, the atoms no it, it can resonate no, 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 sorry can, sorry, can sorry. The, the, the bond between the atoms not the atoms like it's something like that you know what i mean like like metal is like depending on the type of metal there's a certain frequency that keeps it together and, and also keeps it apart it's something like that again i'm not a scientist i'm not saying this but they on mythbusters they prove this can work his thing can work wow. so um and that was when he was 79 years old and then after that still come yeah. with ideas yeah Even yeah that exactly age. so after that it's it's getting time for him you know 1856 to 1943 so how many years is that um so that's that's around uh around the time of 79 years right that's like mm -hmm. it's right i can't do the math exactly but it's about 80 years so um pretty good run especially back then it's good yeah, run yeah, now, exactly. really yeah exactly so he survived uh world war one and then we're almost the tail end of world war ii and he's still kicking so um so he's at the new york i Hotel. mean he was born during like the time of napoleon <laughs> like that's pretty good yes what that's crazy it's the craziest thing ever you know yeah. we're we're, we're pre-abraham lincoln we're like this is nutso mm -hmm. slavery all that shit so mm -hmm. um he was subsisting but almost solely on milk and crackers at the time of his uh untimely demise or timely really yeah he had Sounds no like money. a lot of people who do. He coke, was just drawing, uh, imagine, I mean, imagining these amazing ideas and just drinking milk and eating crackers in his paid-for hotel by Westinghouse and just living and just creating. It's crazy. Hey man, carbs and raw milk—that kind of does cover everything. I mean, it, it had him going for at least as far as he made it. Probiotics, carbs, plus uh, like everything that cows eat. It's kind of good. I mean, it's fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, it worked for him. Obviously, he's not a nutrition scientist. So you can only pick one discipline, but no, he was, he was great it's, it's cheap enough. Electrolytes, sodium, fluids. I'm, I'm fine with his diet. It's like, it's like the uh, 1943 version of Ensure. It really, yeah, really. It, yeah, that's a great example of what it is. He was drinking yeah. it in the 1943 Ensure, and uh, it ensured that he lived as long as he did. And, uh, but unfortunately hey. for him, after all the money he could have possibly made over his life, like we said earlier, just to, you know, I, are we in final thoughts? I think we're in final thoughts. Now. We're in go, final thoughts. Yeah, yeah. We're in final thoughts. I want to make sure. Let me just make sure. But we didn't Sorry, mention one Sorry. thing. One no, you're thing. Gonna, we'll do final thoughts right after this. I don't know. What people want to know. I had so many people write in about this. They want to know. Go ahead. Joe. What does... 80, 60, 30 mean to you? It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, it does. 80, 60, 30. I've heard of his theory that three, six, nine is like the key to the universe and that all the pyramids are divisible by three, six, nine. And if you work out the math right, like the number 23 is the key to the universe and all that shit. But uh, that's really Jim Carrey. Yeah, we've all seen that movie. Yeah, well, yeah, that movie is an example of someone going insane and how you can work math problems into literally anything, especially if you're an insane ancient alien believing douchebag. But yeah. Yo, watch it. 
No, I watched the entire thing. How the guy tried to describe how the pyramids are three, six, nine, the whole way through, and that uh, Tesla wouldn't stay in any hotel rooms that weren't divisible by three. It took me five seconds to look that up and realize the hotel room he died in wasn't divisible by three, which is five more seconds than anyone who watches any of that trash ever put into researching it besides eating up the filth they take. Eat up, you goblins. You love that shit, don't you? You fucking psychos. Goblins, psychos. You're lazy. You're la- Watch fucking Lord of the Rings or some shit. Watch some fantasy shit. Don't watch it that it purports to be science and tells you all this garbage. It's fun. It's exciting. It's not real. Look into shit. One second. Yeah. Because of people like Tesla, we have the ability to look up things on Google and the internet and information. It takes you five seconds. Look it up. Don't just eat everything people give you. Don't be a fucking cheap. Eat it up. God, it makes me mad. Sorry, go ahead. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? He died on the 33rd floor, which is the same year that Jesus Christ died. He was 33. Which is like <laughs> people do assume that, yeah. Which is like RH. There's no record of Jesus Christ's death or his age when he died, but that's I understood. They said thing. he was 33 and we're like 33 now. Right, yeah. And then the Trinity is three. It all works out pretty well. The yeah, yeah, divisible yeah. divisible by three. It's it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So 80, 60, You can make numbers 30. do anything as long as you want to. That's the beauty of math. All right, let's go, guys. 80 is the number of trunks that Nikola Tesla said he had in his, in his 33rd floor New Yorker apartment. All right. Yep. So um, this is his and, research that, we, that we've uh, not been able to found, uh, not been able to and find. Then, the museum museum in Serbia said that he has 80 trunks. Mm. So you said sorry, 80 sorry. twice. You know that, right? Sorry, I fucked up. Nikola Tesla said he had 80 trunks. The museum said he had 60 trunks. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so there's 20 missing. Yeah. 20 missing. And then the FBI mm-hmm. said that he had 30 trunks. Really? Well, now we're definitely off. The and, then, and then dickbag John G. Trump, who is the... Uncle of Donald G. John, Donald, whatever the fuck. Trump. Isn't that wild? That actually is true. This is he, actually true. Joe is going to shit on me for this, but it's no, actually no, no, true. No, I actually know that. Yeah, I know what you're saying here. This is the odd part of it. He was a he was a he was a prominent engineer and scientist before Trump was even born. Who before was Trump's father who, was born? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who was uh, who was part of the National Defense whoops, Research uh, Committee or Community or something like that? And he was, and he happened to be assigned to the um, uh, Nikola Tesla case after he died in nineteen. What are the in, odds? Uh, nineteen forty-three to one, thirty to one, maybe to sixty to, 30. to one odds. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. He happened to be assigned to this, and he went through the thirty trunks. And his claim was, "I'm a prominent scientist who has been whatever the fuck, and I'm an engineer." And there's nothing Classic Trump thing to say. You front loaded with how good you are. I'm a prominent scientist. I'm intelligent. Yeah. And what I'm, I'm going to say. And I said that all 30 trunks that I found have nothing of scientific or uh, civilizational value um, or strategic mm. importance for the scientific community. Um, and that's the end of the story. But that's 30 wow. trunks, whereas the museum that his shit is in has 60, said they have 60 trunks. And right. Uh, Nikola Tesla said that he had 80 trunks. So were things stolen from him? Perhaps. And the FBI would have been the ones who took it. Or John G. Trump took it. 
Sure. I mean, obviously, they probably confiscated all of his uh, yeah. his stuff. There was a, there's a, there, he didn't have a will or anything like that to leave his belongings to any particular family member. No, because he just he had some good ideas, and this could genuinely be a cover-up, and I can't prove it or, or, or not prove it. Right. And you can't but prove that a, it is or that it even should be a cover-up or not. Yeah, exactly. But there is something there. We're just asking so. questions here, folks. Well, he was 86 when he died. I was way wrong. 86 wow. on Damn. milk and crackers? That's the fucking goal, man. That's crazy. Milk and crackers. Maybe he invented some kind of long longevity oscillating uh, AC current that he put in his heart that made him last longer than the average American citizen at the time. Yeah, you would think so. I'm just asking questions. I don't know if that happened or not. Just like, No questions. one knows. We don't know. Yeah, who knows? And maybe he had a... Uh, uh, Madame de Voyage that was uh, electrical before they were so. electrical. He I only really... dated like on record. He, he only dated like one woman ever, and then he just yeah. never dated anybody. Yeah, he wasn't really the uh, testosterone fueled um, sex machine that uh, no. that he's made out to be. And I'm glad he wasn't because yeah, we're telling you that he was. He would have no time to was. do all this other shit if he was. Everyone thinks tail. he was, but he wasn't. Just took it from the <laughs> Dylan Joe Basin podcast that that we know. It's different. He wasn't worried about that kind of shit, apparently. And I'm yeah. glad he wasn't. Just a um factory, that guy. <laughs> All right, so let's do final thoughts. What do we think about Tesla here to wrap things up? I think he's a great guy. I understand his brain. I get it. I think he's good shit. And I think that I wish he had more funding because he's cool as fuck and he could have revolutionized the world and gone to a way of peace and harmony that no one else, that plenty of other people would try to do or were on the same world as him that were snuffled out, if that's a word, and snuffed, um, snuffed out. And uh, it's a huge bummer. But now we, now we luckily have way bigger powers in the world that have the money like Elon Musk and people mm-hmm. like that who are controversial as shit and don't give a fuck what wall street thinks which is the best goddamn thing about that motherfucker um yeah, he seems similar right he has the financial resources and the outside yeah. the box thinking yep and he goes we're gonna do all sorts of crazy shit all at the same time Neuralink, spacex tesla fucking boring company all this other shit yeah, i mean don't forget cool? he named his car company after this guy right of course yes because he said i know the story from the oatmeal it made sense to me fuck edison <laughs> let's make this shit fucking rock and um this guy th- there's more every probably every year that's going to come out that this guy genuinely invented um all the way through i imagine the next hundred years our power source is going to be drastically different because uh petroleum is just not sustainable in any mm-hmm. way shape or form so sure. they're going to have to resort to his ideas Yeah, I think that's well said, and I agree. And I think it really comes down to what we spoke about throughout the whole episode, where unfortunately everyone can't have everything, and one person can't have everything too. Where if you're the kind of mind who thinks of these out of the box amazing ideas, you're not always going to be the same kind of guy who can make a bunch of money for yourself and fuck you, take mine kind of deal. So even though people like Edison had these amazing ideas early on in his life and career. He stopped coming up with those ideas as he got more and more part of things like the infrastructure of the American economy and GE and things like that. 
he stopped coming up with great ideas. He started stealing them or suppressing them, which is a shitty way to do things. And people like Tesla just didn't have the aptitude for earning money like that and stifling other people. I couldn't find one example of Tesla trying to silence someone else's ideas in all research. He didn't do it one time. And it seemed like Edison did it the whole entire time. So I'm glad at what he came up with. And I don't think that we missed out on Tesla revolutionizing the world. I don't think we missed out on it because I think he did do it. Yeah. And although a lot of his ideas didn't come to fruition, I think that some of them probably had potential that we couldn't see because they were stifled or there wasn't the funding. And some of them wouldn't have worked. They were insane cuckoo ideas that wouldn't have worked anyways, but I don't care because it takes that kind of brain to come up with shit like that. Everyone can't bat a thousand percent. And luckily for us, Tesla was a great fucking batter. And a lot of the things he came up with were amazing. And he got enough swings to see what we had there. And I think it is kind of nihilistic to think that Tesla, he could have changed the world, but he didn't have the chance because he got fucked over by, you know, Edison and the government and this, that, and the other thing. Jury did. But because of how brilliant he was and what he was able to accomplish, he still did revolutionize the world. Things like radio technology, remote control technology, mm-hmm. Tesla coils, you know, all these things that he invented. The AC induction engine, AC current is what runs this entire country because of ideas like him and because he stuck with it. And he went from being a guy who was not wanting to be a priest and gambling cars and come up with his brilliant ideas to being a person who luckily now, because of the information age and because of the inventions that he created, we understand how much of a contributor he was to modern society. And I think he's finally getting his due. Although he'll never get the money that he was owed from those businesses, they would have never paid him that anyways. That's way too much money. Like I said, he would have been the richest man in human history if he got the money he deserved for what he built. I still think that it's kind of out of the question to say that he didn't get, he's not recognized. He, he could have been so important and he wasn't, but he was, and he is. And ultimately he did more to change the world we live in than almost anyone that I've ever heard of in my life. Harkening back to saying, what is the electronic revolution like? Like we said, it's like fire part two. I mean, he is a huge part of that and him and a couple of other guys who are part of that revolution, like Alexander Graham Bell or Edison or Marconi, they are the ones who took us into the revolution we have now. And the only reason we can talk and have this podcast and broadcast over a microphone and look at each other is because of guys like that. And I'm looking on the bright side. He was amazing. He will still be amazing. And he should be recognized. And he is recognized. And it makes sense that people like Albert Einstein, when asked who's the smartest man on the planet, said, I don't know. Why don't you ask Nikola Tesla? And to put all that into like 10 words, I don't want to fuck it up, but I have a feeling you probably know what I'm going to say. Can you give me a Sandlot quote to wrap this up? Because I can't. It's something like, heroes inspire you today, the legends live. Oh, I got you. I got you. you. Yeah, 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 you got this. Heroes are remembered, but legends never die. Oh, that's Nikola Tesla. That's it. He might not have made a buck, but he lived forever as a legend. That's the Dylan and Joe Basement Undisclosed Location podcast about Nikola Tesla and how much we love that guy. 
and we'll see you guys next week and uh get buckled up for maybe uh in-person celebrity uh celebrity guest uh episode we'll see what happens episode 30 big 30 big 30 30 30 30 30 we'll see you guys then Yeah, have one. So yeah. no, no, you can't do both as as one person. So here's here's the best example ever, ever. You're not going to be any better off yanking the ankles of people above you. Uh, they're just going to both be on your asses at some point. It's not going to help you at all. Exactly. And and now you went now as a result, you are in history as a giant dick. Mm-hmm. It only took 150 years, but. Finally yeah, we now. learned that Edison had it with his kite and his bullshit key and whatever. I know that's Benjamin bulb. Franklin, but yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. All right. Look, I went to school one day a week. You <laughs> that's electricity, you know, though. But the electric ca- left the chair and AC to execute the first human being with electricity, and it catches on fire. His oh, body, yeah. I mean. I was say. Can you, so, can you just give me one second? Because this fucking little kid screaming and fireworks going off so much right now just so you know can you hear it definitely i can't hear, can't hear it okay okay no. my bad i'll cut that out just, that's all I can yeah hear your is microphone is screaming. has a, has like twenty five thousand filters in it it's pretty good okay, i can my, hear it my bad my bad all right, just, all right i'll cut that out I, I i all i can hear is kids screaming as loud as no, they can it's funny you're leaving it it's funny just it's all good <laughs> and i'm glad yeah. he wasn't just a um factory that guy <laughs>